Hey, hey, everybody, what's up? Welcome to another episode of A Powwow with Pops coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Thank you for joining me this evening. Um, uh, this evening I'm joined by a gentleman, a record that I came across a, a long time ago, and then I was reintroduced to it again not that long ago. Uh, it's a band from an area that a lot of bands came from, um, it's a band that I was surprised that, I mean, like the sound that they had just kind of, kind of was very reminiscent of my teenage years, of course. And, and today I'm joined by Larry Stofko and, uh, how are you doing this evening, Larry? Doing well. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks for joining me. Uh, how I usually do this is I just um, kind of start with you as an artist and a musician um, before we really get to where you ended up in the band, I guess. Um, so what what is your, uh, you know, like, uh, where'd you grow up? Where'd you, uh, where'd you get interested in punk music? Like, what was your introduction to it? And what, like, what was your whole thing? Yeah, absolutely. So, um was from uh, Macon, Georgia, at the time. So, as you alluded to, a lot of a lot of music came out of out of Macon. You know, Otis Redding and Little Richard and Almond Brothers had a, a big spot of time there. And then uh, a couple of the original guys from uh, REM, two out of four, were from Macon. Uh, and then a, a whole group up the road in uh, Athens. Um, so a lot of a lot of music, Capricorn Records around around there. Uh, really started off just from a music perspective um, in the eighth grade just a buddy of mine and I saying uh, let's just uh, do some air guitar in the talent show okay. and it was I, pretty funny I did the same thing I did the same thing in eighth grade <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's it and then uh, and then we started uh, trying to put it together, and then we thought, well, this is kind of stupid. Let's uh, really learn how to play. <laughs> so, so we picked up uh, a uh, songbook from the local music store of uh, of Kiss, you know, Rock yeah. and Roll Over, and uh, first song, Calling Doctor Love, is the first thing I ever ever played, Holy and shit. just uh, kind of. <laughs> learn how to play guitar i was listening to uh i don't know if you remember the album that came out in the early 90s where uh maynard from tool got together with rage against the machine on the kiss tribute album and they redid yeah, Love. yeah. I, I was listening to yeah. today at work this morning that's kind of funny that you said that so i love that song that is hilarious i love that song yeah it's like one of my favorite kiss songs so yeah so like so eighth grade you you go up you do air guitar is it is it okay so i'm like i'm guessing like so what do you is your musical interest at the time like kiss and stuff like that is that are you in the heavy rock range or are you, are you being introduced yeah to Kind of the, the, the Kiss and the Aerosmith, and yeah. then, and actually the buddy of mine from the 6th and 7th grade, uh, Ned Grubb, who ended up uh, recruiting me into Vex in uh, 1983, um, we kind of got reconnected, the, the guys that I was playing with, just playing the Kiss and the Aerosmith, then uh, we got our hands on 
uh, Ramon's Rocket to Russia, which kind of opened opened a whole new category of ideas. Mm-hmm. And I had always kept in touch with, with Ned, but I would say, and I was just uh, listening to a podcast about the Ramones and how they just had, you know, they were kind of disgusted with what was happening in rock and they just wanted to strip out everything and just get back to the roots of rock and roll. And they kind of captured us. And that's, that's kind of where things started to turn a little bit for me. Yeah. So like I was probably closer to the 10th grade. Yeah. 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 That, uh, yeah, that's about, yeah, that's, that's probably about the area in which I started really going from because I grew up in Sarasota, Florida, so it was always rock music. Like my aunts and uncles, I lived with them, and it was Queen, Aerosmith, yeah. you know, all the, Rush. You know, like I grew up yep. listening to that when I was a kid. So it was just like in '82, '83 when I was introduced to punk rock music. At luckily the same time I was introduced to hip hop music. I got introduced to both at the same time, and I was like, "Holy shit! I gotta get out of Sarasota, um, <laughs> and get to a town, nice. and get to a town that likes music a little bit better, like Gainesville." So, uh, but no. Um, so you're in the tenth grade. You're 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 learning how to play music. Um, what, what were your? How many other bands were you in prior to Vex? Uh, we're in, I was in a, a few, I would say that, um, that Vex was kind of the, the one with, uh, with any name recognition. Right. Um, most of the other bands were kind of based around like a talent show or doing something like that. Uh, I was actually, uh, in a band that played some Southern rock for a while. Okay. Um, it was called, uh, it was called the shrooms. Oh, nice. You know, if you're, <laughs> if you're an Almond Brothers fan, yeah. you you get the, they always have the mushroom logo and everything. Yeah. So it was a little bit of a knockoff of that. And, uh, yeah. And then I ended up, um, when I graduated high school, I, I didn't, I worked for about a year. wasn't planning on, um, I, I wanted to just play music. Wasn't planning on going back to school or anything, but then, uh, a buddy of mine that lived in uh, Albany, Georgia, um, said, Hey, why don't you come down here and we'll tell our parents we want to go to college. You can, you can move into, into my house here. And then, um, what we'll really do is start a band. So I'm like, well, that sounds like a pretty good, <laughs> pretty good plan. You know, my parents were like all proud. Oh, he, he, he's seen the light. He wants to go to college. Right. Um, and, uh, and that that was uh, that was pretty fun. It lasted about a quarter, and I think we had more fun than we than we played music. So I ended up uh, heading back to Macon after the first quarter, and that's where I ran into uh, I ran back into Ned at uh, Georgia College um, in January '83, and uh, he said, "Man, he, he said we've we've had a couple of guitar players, but." Uh, but I had such great roots with him. He said, you need to, you need to join the band. They had just started in September of 82 and we're doing a little bit more new, new wave than punk. Uh, a lot of cars and stuff like that. But, um, but then when I joined in, in January, we, we started to to step it up a, a couple more notches on the, on the punk direction. So how, how was it, how was it, Growing up in Macon, Georgia, at that time period, and um, growing up with the type of music that you were interested in, I, I'm guessing the rock and roll part was 
pretty well accepted or whatever in Southern rock. But once you started getting into the punk thing, was Macon at that time, was that is was it a pretty open uh, area for that type of music? Or was it like shunned upon a tad bit? Well, I, I would say it was, it was definitely shunned upon. We definitely caught a lot of eyes. But on the flip side, since there had always been, you know, new music breaking there, whether it was, you know, Otis Redding and and some of the great blue stuff, and, and that was probably seen as, as crazy and out of school at right. that point. Um, same thing with some of the Southern rock, you know, that was seen as, you know, a bunch of whole different group of folks that were probably, you know, pushed off to the side. And right. so... So it's kind of a little bit of healthy tension, but so, so but Macon, bringing you know kind of punk rock, right. yeah. So Macon probably always had this musical kind of like punk feel to it, no matter what came out of it, whether it be rhythm and blues or or you know southern rock. There, even if the tension was there, the artists were were never afraid to express themselves. They were always able to just go ahead and do what they did and it, it, it just kind of worked out. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, you know, we, we definitely, depending on what areas of the city you go in, you know, if you've got your, your spike tear or your ripped jeans and the studs and different stuff going on, um, you could catch a lot of, a lot of heat. There's probably a few places you'd want to, uh, <laughs> you know, stay, stay a little clear of, right. but <laughs> yeah, we had those in Sarasota too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So like we ended up, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Uh, I was, oh, I was just going to say we, we, sorry, buddy. Go ahead. No, no. I was just gonna, I was just going to say that, you you the what you're talking about is something that I can relate to so much because it, it's it's it, yeah. I guess being in the South you you kind of you get a different understanding of well one you you grow up with a different type of music than a lot of probably like Northern punk rockers did you know like everyone in my family I, I have family in New Hampshire like they listen to Ted Nugent a lot you know like, right. Like down here, it was like Johnny Winters and Molly Hatchet and Blackfoot, and you know, in Florida, yep. like you know, so it's like that was the Southern rock. We that's what people listen to. So it's like right. people in the South seem to have a different. It, it, it's not a different feeling, but it it's like when it comes to our artistry, even though the South is so crazy, in all other types of ways it seems to create a lot of great artists that always seem to uh, break barriers, you know, whether mm -hmm. it's, yeah. whether it's one song or, you know, many songs, like what do you think that's one of the things that you learned growing up in Macon? Like, was that something that, that you feel that, that got, that kind of helped you go be become an artist and, be open and 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 that willing to sh share that self with you like with the people and stuff like that yeah i i think um you know otis redding's son sat uh sat in my homeroom class um for five years in high school so um and i'd been out to otis's house and 
and then we could always get up to Atlanta for concerts. I mean, and, and what you were saying is is spot on. You think of um, you know Tom Petty was uh, a breaker, you know, out of yeah. out of Florida. Um, he actually traveled up to him and the band, the Heartbreakers, up to Macon and uh, put their demo. Um, taped it to the door of Capricorn Records. They were, wow. they were trying to get signed to Capricorn, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately for Capricorn, they uh, they passed. So. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you think you think uh, then up in Georgia, you think you know REM, B fifty twos, right? You know, that's a lot a lot of cutting edge kind of stuff that that came through that way. So. So well, I that, think it's that it's Athens pretty... scenes was a little. It seemed a little bit more. Uh, the Athens, not not to be in a negative way, but the Athens seemed seemed to be more of a New York feel. Right. In the South. Yeah, I I I, I totally I totally sense? agree with you there. Yeah, because yeah, there was a lot. It was catching a lot of uh, press, a lot of eyeballs. Um, I, I grew up three houses down from Bill Berry, the drummer of REM. My, my mom and his mom are, are still best friends. Oh. And I got a, a signed, you know, drumstick from <laughs> Bill Berry for my, for my birthday this, just this year, oh, <laughs> <laughs> which is, which is pretty cool. Um, so I think that like Bill and Mike, the, the rhythm section there, they were the two from Macon. And then you had Michael Stipe and, and Peter Buck that, that uh, were from Athens. That uh, is kind of really where they were rooted towards. But but um, Mike and Bill, they were just in in Southern rock kind of rock and roll yeah. bands um, when they were in Macon. Oh wow! So like you, so like in that time period, you were you were in you were being accidentally you came across people that ended up being in other bands that became known as well. And without, like, was the scene, were the scenes, even though they were that different, were they, I would imagine they were still pretty supportive of one another. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. We had some, you know, we had some friendly competition. We kind of, uh, had, had, uh, always kind of booked ourselves or were kind of talked about as the, the original kind of punk band or, yeah. or new wave or kind of out there so so we would have a little bit of an attitude as, <laughs> as other bands started to, <laughs> right. to come up um you know you you go to the you, you read back and you see where you know the ramones went to london for the first time and you've got you know johnny rotten and you've got the clash in the audience and right. they hadn't even really formed as bands that yeah. much so so yeah, so we had a we also had several you know spinouts after we kind of uh, after we kind of stopped playing, um, which is always a good sign. But but one of our songs we wrote um, on the EP um, the, from 1984 is called My Wave, yeah. and that was really a res- that was really a response to um, to all the people that started dressing like us and just kind of like the the poser right. kind of punks yeah. you know they were just uh we there's a there's line in there about you know people dressed in plastic trash bags i mean somebody came right. you know to one of our shows yeah. literally dressed in a trash bag because they <laughs> thought you know it was punk right. so. <laughs> that's funny 
So as yeah. as as you got into Vex, like when you first started with the band, like what was you just happened to know the guy? They said they they needed a guitarist. Or, you know they what like they just asked you you joined and then you guys decided to was the EP recorded before or after? Um, so 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 Vex was started in like September of 82 and then I joined in 83 mm-hmm. and then um, so when we first started it was mainly just covers so Ramones Cars Sex Pistols Clashed um, kind of stuff and then but there were a few original songs in there that we started to focus on but at the beginning it was just play play anywhere we could I think our, right. our first gig when I joined was in um, was uh, like every Friday night for the month of February at a local skating rink oh, wow. you know so people would be yeah people would skate and then we'd start to set up they'd close the skate floor down and and we would just uh, we would jam and and it wasn't until you know until I think around August or so of '84 that uh, we put out the the EP. We pressed a thousand copies of the four song seven inch. So mm. so we kind of really cut our teeth doing a lot of uh, showbiz pizza um, skating rings. Right. You know anywhere that would uh, that would really have us. Did you guys ever um, uh, get and, a chance to tour? Much on the, up the east coast and stuff. Did you did you get out on the road? We didn't tour in a traditional way, but we would play. Uh, we play up in Atlanta um, quite a bit. Um, we play. Um, I guess the further south we went was Valdosta, getting close right. down to your way. Um, we really were local. Yeah, yeah we were really f- focused on local. Um, but we would be in the front page of the entertainment section of the newspaper. They highlighted when our record came out. I oh, mean. Wow. We we got a lot of um, newspaper newspaper press. Um, there was a stint where we were playing up in Atlanta. We kind of you know transitioned from the new wave and then started to get more into you know Circle Jerks and yeah. and punk and Minor Threat and um, and then we were playing up in Atlanta with uh, DDT and uh, Neon Christ. Um, yeah, Neon Christ got pretty got a pretty decent following. <laughs> Um, so that was a, that was kind of a good phase, a good stretch after the record came out. Yeah. So what was the, uh, so when did you, what was the decision to, I mean, do you guys still play? Do you ever hang out? Do you, do you guys still like, like what was the, was there, what was the ending? Was there an ending? Yeah. Yeah. So we did kind of, uh, um, kind of that run from you know 83 to late 86 is when is probably the most the time that most people think of the the five of us that were that were kind of the nucleus in the band because there were a couple of guitar players before me and then there was definitely some history afterwards um you know in in 86 um it was pretty pretty fun because i'd gone up to the um, discord house and um and uh got to hang out with uh, ian for a little bit and nice. gave him the vex record he was he was pretty excited about it it yeah. wasn't 
he said it wasn't uh, it wasn't what he thought it was going to be so in, in a positive way yeah yeah he's pretty he's he's a very well-read individual after interviewing him i yeah. felt like i needed to pick up more books and like think about, yeah think, exactly. think about things a little bit more differently than i have been for my 50 years of existence but uh yeah yeah, he's a, he's a great guy, and I um, actually I was in one of the bands, and I'll kind of get into a little bit of After Vex yeah, stuff. Um, but um, but uh, he gave me the the cool thing when I was up there. He gave me the Embrace cassette um, oh, before wow. they even re- released it on vinyl Holy on shit. Discord. So yeah, they were just kind of kind of breaking out because so I think they stopped playing before mm-hmm. the the vinyl came out. Um, but he gave me a cassette of it, which was awesome. Um, but yeah, so we we played um, pretty pretty extensively um, up until you know end of '86, '87, yeah. um, and then then there was a, some uh, some splitting that kind of happened. A bass player went on to a group called um, the Rockefellers, which then um, transitioned to Jupiter Coyote. Okay. They had a name. Uh, issue, but Jupiter Coyote still plays. They're pretty, they're pretty, um, pretty well toured. They've toured all over the place and have multiple, yeah, CDs. Uh, Singer went on to a band called the Serial Killers, which was uh, pretty cool. Um, uh, definitely some continuation of, of Bex uh, in the sense that Matt was. Um, not just a singer, but wrote a lot of the lyrics as well. So Matt and Ned were brothers in the band. Um, Yeah, but Ned and and Gene went on to Jupiter Coyote. Um, Vex did uh, put out one more um, CD, or one more um, EP um, in 87 called Effects, which brought back the original Vex drummer, and then there was a female guitar player. And they had uh, one of the songs that, that we used to play and then three new songs. Um, but we have gotten um, uh, back together a couple times. We actually did a reunion in probably about 95. Oh, wow. And then most recently, we did three reunions, 2008, 2009, and 2010, um, that were really well attended. The 2008 was pretty huge because we were the tv station came out and filmed us during practice um it was we were in the newspaper again on the front of the entertainment section it was a it was a pretty cool deal yeah as far as that that was built pretty pretty nice yeah and like are you have you done any side projects since like are you what else have you worked on you know, I, I've, uh, it's kind of funny because I, I kind of kid a little bit that I've turned a little bit more towards collecting guitars than playing. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> because I've, I, I can get but, expensive. Uh, probably, yeah, yeah, exactly. I am very selective, so it's not a huge collection, but yeah, it's a nice one. But <laughs> I guess for me, the, probably personally, the, the coolest thing that I've uh, that I've done recently, about uh, two years ago, um, 
I got to play up on stage with uh, Jerry Harrison from the Talking Heads, oh, wow. the uh, guitar player, keyboard player. Yeah, so um, we were both together. He's actually a co-founder of a of a um, a crowdfunding healthcare crowdfunding company. No kidding. And I'm in the healthcare. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm so you can do direct investment. Right I'm almost fifty and I don't have healthcare. Um, oh, <laughs> as well. a working class guy in Gainesville, Florida, it's, yep. it's not yep. good. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, gotta get that. I do. Gotta get that coverage. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. I know, right? um, but, but he he was. We were up in Cleveland um, yeah. at a medical conference at Cleveland Clinic, and um, and basically Jerry and this uh, other group of guys were had put together uh, uh, the entertainment for the uh, networking event for the conference and and the Cleveland Clinic had rented out the House of Blues oh, wow. in Cleveland and, um, and Jerry asked me to play on uh, five songs with them so I I played on Life During Wartime, little Talking Heads action, we played some uh, old modern lovers, uh, Roadrunner you know, which is also Pistols covered, yeah. which was cool. We did a BB King song, um, uh, so it was, it was pretty sweet. It was a uh, it was a highlight jamming up there on on stage with him. So, as a guitar player, wh- were you a natural, or was it, or were you taught? Uh, totally natural. Totally. I was I was totally self self-taught just learned the basic chords out of the back of that uh kiss song book yeah and uh and even to this day i play totally by ear um yeah i mean i can put i can put a record or cd on and and probably within five ten minutes i can play the whole thing so um yeah yeah that's good to know because i'm i because luckily i i'm I don't know what it, I'm a by ear player as well. Like I played in bands and stuff yeah. in school and did orchestra and tried to learn how to read notes and stuff, but I always had to fake it. I always played by ear, you know? And right. so, so that's what I did with bass. You know what I mean? Like I made my friends think that I could play and they said, okay. And then we made a band, you know, like, so luckily I was, there you go. yeah, I was like, I cheated so well. I was like, no, I'm playing the backbeat. It's because I was watching the guitarist, you know, <laughs> hitting the chords right. first, so I can, so I knew where I was going. But that's awesome. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, man. Well, shoot, Larry, I'm not gonna take up any more of your time. I had a great conversation with you. Thank you so much. Uh, oh, my pleasure. You, you, you have, and you have introduced the listeners to. A lot of new things and a lot of great information and a lot of good history. And I want to thank you for that because you're a part of it. Uh, it's awesome that it's a band from Georgia and you you did all this stuff. You come from Georgia. You know, me being from not originally from Florida, I moved here at a young age against my will from New Hampshire. <laughs> um but I lived here since I was five, and I'm 50 now, so I'm pretty much a Florida, you know, Florida boy. Oh, that's so, great. You know, and uh, growing up in the South and knowing that there's other people out there in the South that grew up and 
came up and were lucky enough to come across art and art spoke to them and made them creative and helped uh, society because that's what you guys do as musicians and artists is that you help a lot of people. Uh, you help people, you give them the courage and the, uh, and the fortitude to pick up a guitar, just like you got the courage and the fortitude to do the same thing. So you've been uh, kind enough to share that with everybody and, and with your music that you've recorded and the work that you've done. And uh, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. Uh, my pleasure. I'm very humbled by that. I, I appreciate it. It's been great talking with you, Jason. Yeah, and if, if, if there's any information you would like to leave, like any uh, uh, social media stuff towards the bands that you've done, if you have anything out there that you would like to leave the people with right now before we go? Yeah, you can just, I mean, uh, find uh, Vex uh, out on Facebook. That's our, our main area we did get we had been signed to a record card or a label called collegebands.com but they just folded um which was pretty cool because they were looking at finding bands from the 80s college radio bands and and revitalizing their music yeah it was it was pretty great uh reed sermon this guy who started the label um but he's moved on to some other stuff but but if you click on Vex, you can check out things, uh, links, get into to Serial Killers, Jupiter Coyote, as in a band called The Sabbatical, uh, Stiff Nixons. Uh, Stiff Nixons, I actually just sent the, the CD. Um, that was back from 1990, but I burned the cassette to CD and sent it to, to Ian McKay, and he just sent me uh, a postcard about three <laughs> weeks ago that he got it, and nice. he was uh, giving it a spin. He sent hard mail. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I see how he works now. Now uh, I know how to get to him. Hard mail. Hard mail. Okay. Uh, there you go. That's it. That is it. <laughs> Old school DIY, man. <laughs> so. Yeah. Right, Larry, Larry Sofko, thank you so much, sir. Again, check out the band. Um, again, thank you for your story. Uh, thank you for adding to the library. And uh, thank you for passing your history on to younger people that will learn about this. Um, I don't know if you know, but my show is listened around the world in Italy, Russia, uh, Taiwan. I get a lot of listeners in the Philippines. I get more listeners outside of America than I do in America, it seems. So uh, just know there's people out there in the Russian Federation because I'm friends, a lot of friends with like uh, Russian punk rock bands on my Instagram and uh, they, they like the show. So uh, I hope they hear this and I hope they enjoy it as well. Cause I had a great time. So thank well, you. the highest I've seen a uh, Vex uh, four song, seven inch EP go for was uh, about 275 bucks. And it was somebody from Japan. So there you, there you go. go. <laughs> there it is. Definitely for sure. Well, you have a wonderful evening and I thank you again for so for your time, sir. All right, you do the same. Thanks so much. Yeah, man. Take care. Okay. All right, see ya. Bye. Bye. There's a gentleman that was Larry Stofko from Vex and many other bands. Please check him out. Macon, Georgia. Y'all have a wonderful evening. Take care.
Deuces.